Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And I'm Zorian. And you're joining us for our recap and discussion of The Golden Enclaves, book three and the final installment of the Skolomance trilogy by Naomi Novik. This book definitely felt different than the first two, uh, and I felt like there was quite a bit packed into this one as well. Uh, lots of moving around, which I kind of expected from book two for sure. What were your guys' thoughts on this book? Lots of moving around. I feel you there. And and I don't think that the story necessarily was benefited by all of the moving around because like we'll get into it more later. But I have some like world building kind of qualms with this story a little bit. And the jumping around, though I thought would answer the questions, didn't really and just kind of made my my questions um, all the more unanswered and large in my mind, at least. So I didn't really like that part of the book, though I did like the book. I thought it was really fun and a quick, nice read, though I do have some criticisms. What about you, Zoran? I, I had a hard time with this one. I know I was the person who did not like A Deadly Education. And then for book two, I was like, I like this one a lot more than a deadly education. I liked it the most out of all three. And then with this final installment, I, I went back to not liking it at all for a lot of the reasons why I disliked a deadly education. And also I think it this this is my fault, but I was just reading other books during this time that I liked a lot more than the Golden Enclaves. And I know that impacted my enjoyment as well. Yeah, totally. Though I don't think if you read these just alone, you're like you, you know, you'd you were pretty much from the get-go like, eh, this isn't really my cup of tea. Uh, Evan, that one's for you. He's drinking chamomile tea right now. Ah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I do agree with you in that I think that the books that you're reading simultaneously can certainly affect your experience of a book. But, uh, you know, not every story is for every person. I I liked it, but, man, it it was really confusing sometimes. And, like, I don't know, there's, like, things that just happen that you're like, what? Like, <laughs> what? What? She finds the book in the library. Like, I don't know. There was just some ridiculous things, you know? I think Elle's character development got thrown out the window. Yeah. She just, and she was annoying, a character. Like, she I think just... the, the school's character development got thrown out the window. Orion's character development Dude, got thrown out the Orion window. Orion got thrown out the window. Where <laughs> yeah. was so we can talk sure. about that for sure. That's like Dude, one of my chief things I want to talk about is poor The only old, person who Orion. got some, the only thing that got some serious like character growth in these books, especially in this last one was her mouse companion. <laughs> like, I'm, seriously. I'm dead. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's do this. Let's give everyone gives their order of the books. I'll go first here and then we'll do the recap and then, and then hit the rest. Yeah. I, I love it. That's a great, perfect great plan. Okay. So my favorite, uh, my order was two, one, three from most to least. I can. Yeah. I can see that for sure. I'm going to go two, three, one. Two, three, one. Okay. That's mine too. But not by sure. much. Not by much. For between between three and one, not by much. It's interesting that the second book in this trilogy was the standout for me and Zoran, because usually second books and trilogies are it's not awesome, you know, like for whatever reason. Lot not whatever reason, lots of different varied reasons. But yeah, I liked um the the second the last graduate more for sure. I liked the action more. I liked the pacing more. I, it felt like there was just more potential being stored up and I got excited. Totally. And then with the third one, I don't know. It's not, it's not terrible. I, th I think that it's still, it no. hits a certain stride for sure. Um, and I think that a couple of the revelations I was like, Oh, okay. That's pretty cool actually. But yeah, I don't know. I just, um, by the end of it, I was just like, Oh, well, yeah. All right. All like, right. That's all the right. end. That's the end of that 
trilogy of books like good, goodbye i guess i don't know <laughs> i'm not surprised yeah. that the second one was everyone's favorite because like think about it were these books like full of really awesome and and um compelling characters no i mean, I, I thought for us <laughs> yeah oh, for no, like there a had second, potential like... but none of them actually turned out to be that and so it's like that's what now what we're enjoying the story for so if you think about it just in terms of story you have a people coming together as a crew overcoming their like differences to like work together and defeat monsters in one like goal-based action moment that's what the entire book was about and so it was probably just a little more focused and as such made for an enjoyable more enjoyable read i think for me i kind of said at the, the end of the second episode um that this seemed like we were kind of heading towards like kind of a more systemic like change for these systemic issues that that had been noticed kind of um, by the main character. And it's like, I feel like we like kind of touched on it, but it, it it felt to me like it kind of got lost along the way a little bit with the third one. And we got to a resolution that like covered some of those tracks, but I just, it, it just wasn't enough for me, you know? And I, I there's like a couple totally. of questions I want to ask, like, especially, um, and we are in spoiler territory here, everybody, but I mean, you're listening to the third episode for a trilogy so <laughs> yeah, we're about to do a recap of the entire <laughs> but, like, story the skull events like still being around i was just like okay that's an interesting choice for sure i mean i guess there's a certain amount of like narrative symmetry there in a way uh we, let's just do the recap um okay because i'm like rambling about stuff that we can just talk about after after the recap for sure sounds good you ready zoran mm-hmm. okay <laughs> perfect everyone so, zoran is excited <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Thank Take you for away. agreeing to do uh, all the books with malls on with us earlier. We really appreciate that. Every single I'm one just, of them. I'm just kidding. She literally oh, gave wow. us the opposite of. <laughs> she said that she wouldn't be able to do that. I just wanted to put her on the spot. In I'm front just of thousands baby. Of people. I can't. Yeah, actually, Chad and I aren't doing Malazan. Uh, Zoran will be taking over and reading all the Malazan books. Uh, this is my herself. podcast now. <laughs> Evan and I are doing Narnia. Woo! Let's do Woo. Narnia, dude. I would love to do Narnia, honestly. Okay, That's recap weird. time. Oh, oh my god, yeah, I was like, going to talk to you about that. Okay, let's go. Following the events of The Last Graduate, Elle is reunited with her mother, Gwen. Soon after arriving home and still wallowing in sadness, knowing her love, Orion, is still in the Scholomance, adrift forever in the void, she learns that the London Enclave is under attack by a Mawmouth. After defending the London Enclave from the besieging Mawmouth, Elle requests that they open their gardens to non-Enclave wizards. The Dominus of London, Christopher Martell, tries to enchant Elle, but she and Liesel escape with the help of the non-Enclaver Yancey. They travel to New York City to meet Chloe and Balthazar Lake, Orion's father, who helps them find the physical location of the Scholomance in Portugal. She also meets Ophelia, Orion's mother, and she learns she is a Maleficer of great power. They then travel to the Scholomance, which they gain entry to, and find empty of all Maleficaria. At the end of their search, they come upon a changed, almost animalistic Orion, who is at first hostile, thinking they are Maleficaria. They take him back to Wales so he can be healed. They then travel to Beijing where Lou and the Enclave there are being attacked by the same mysterious force that attacked the London Enclave. Elle fights them off and rescues Lou, and learns that the process of creating or extending an Enclave creates a Mawmouth from a wizard. Elle builds a new foundation using the spells in the, golden on in the Golden Stone Sutras with the help of all the Enclavers, stabilizing the Enclave. 
Orion flies back to New York City, and Elle fends off numerous attacks against enclaves around the world, before realizing that the attacks are a direct result of her killing Mamouths and warning Ibrahim. Elle meets her great-grandmother, Deepthi, who reveals that she used a prophecy to drive Elle and her mother away years ago, in order to protect Elle from being discovered by Ophelia, Orion's mother. Deepthi explains that Ophelia had killed all the Scolomance graduates of one class to power a great working of darkness, and was expecting a balance, which came in the form of El. Afterwards, El reconciles with her family. Liesel calls to inform her that an enclave war has begun at the Scolomance doors, and El rushes back with Adia and Lu following from Beijing. El arrives to find that the estate has been shut down to mundanes and that wizards from all enclaves have arrived to join the fight between the New York and Shanghai enclaves. El and her companions enter the Skullomance in the midst of the New York enclave and their allies, defending against the Shanghai enclave and their allies. El is pulled to the Shanghai side, where she meets the Dominus of Shanghai, who explains that throughout their history, enclave builders had been opening portals to send the Mawmouths they created as far away as possible, especially to countries which were too weak to object. He reveals that El and Orion destroying most of the Malficaria meant that the Mawmouths lost their typical prey and became more active in hunting wizards. Ophelia created Orion as a human mawmouth who could be used in the war, and Shang Feng tells Elle that he has been waiting for her to arrive to kill Orion. Elle and Orion fight each other, and she uses a killing spell against it, but modifies the spell before he dies, keeping Orion in the world to protect the children with his power. Lu and Adia join their mana to Elle to help power the spell followed by the rest of the wizards. The spell works, giving Orion a metaphorical foundation to stay in the world. Afterwards, Elle and her mother go to the Mumbai compound, and Elle resolves to hunt Mawmouse and reestablish enclave foundations with the Golden Stone Sutras. Her plan has to remain secret, though, so the enclaves will willingly open their doors to more wizards. Elle returns to the Skolomance, which will be reopened, to have a picnic with Orion who will be staying at the school to fight Maleficaria and protect the children. Man, it's it's kind of like, it reminds me kind of like the Akatar books. Like they went there and they did this, and then they went over here to do this thing. And then they're walking along the ocean. They had to go swim out there and get that one thing that fueled this other thing. And it's like, man, there was a lot. I'm kind of like divided because part of me is like, I'm happy it was a trilogy and that Novik was able to kind of like condense a lot of the things that happened and you know what i mean um like it's almost like montaged out a little bit um but yeah. like also like i like i feel like a fourth book would have been fine you know what i mean like i i don't i don't know that i would necessarily want to read it uh but i <laughs> i feel like a fourth book would have been like if this was like a, a, a quartet and like a good amount of the third book was just like l dealing with all this stuff like i feel like it would have it just felt a little bit rushed to me like it felt like a little bit like okay so now we're over here and like that's settled cool okay now we're over here and like we're just dancing around and like i feel like she didn't know how she wanted to end this series no i got the feeling that she definitely did know how that. she wanted to end it but she didn't know how to get there that was like maybe that that's what i'm trying it felt to a say. little meandering to me like it just like right like, uh zaran before we got on here you were saying it felt to you like uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Um, yeah, I, is the Horcrux behind this tree? When you said that, I was like, whoa, that's actually kind of 
because they like end up going back and stuff. And the like, story's a little meandering. Oh, I was the problem all along. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm the last oh, Horcrux. I'm the no. last Horcrux. Okay, so Ella's the last Horcrux. He literally was like, get <laughs> out. Okay, so that that brings me to a good question here Sorry, because I, like I don't understand really what this story is about so much because it's not really like good triumphing over evil. Like L L never had any problem with any interaction physically like this story was not about her like going against the dark lord and having this like epic showdown she like literally invents a killing maw mouth spell by just like cussing at it a bunch and then like somehow makes like this crazy killing spell that would take a circle of wizards to perform so like she has no problem no she's overpowerful yeah she's op so the story is not about her defeating her enemies I don't think that I mean like it's a it's she it's she's a power fantasy right there's that for sure right. obviously I mean like I don't think that L really she didn't grow that much but I'm I don't think that L really has about. like enemies it's not really like, like I think that bitch. I'm done with her <laughs> I like she's so annoying she's so annoying yeah no for real sorry you yeah. can keep are you keeping that it's, in? No, it's okay it's, you can you're, you're allowed to to shout out Zoran it's okay honestly L's character was one of my least favorite grievances. parts of this book I mean, I think that um, it, it seems to it seems to me like more about like Elle recognizing an issue, and despite her her the the mis despite the issues that she's been told she has, not necessarily that she does have, but like this kind of like inborn like she doesn't think very much of herself at all, right? And like right. so her kind of, I think the story like for me at least like I could be totally off base here, but like I think this is a story about somebody who against the odds that she's put against herself decides to do the right thing over and over and over again right i, I think that's what overcome these... the change change uh, the chains of expectation and all that with like the sure. prophecy yeah this, you're right yeah. you're right i think that's what these books are about uh, along with this idea that like you know um a lot of the problems that are, are kind of like coming up out of this world are because of uh you know like ignorance and and not letting people participate in this system and like Elle is recognizing that and then using like the the kind of like almost old guard like kind of like uh paradigm i guess you could call it like going forward against that um towards the climax of this book but and the resolution of this book but yeah i mean like the getting there is a mess like it's i don't like it <laughs> like i mean i like okay. i like i like a lot of what happens uh like isolated like scenes and stuff a lot um i enjoyed it but i read it real quick and i would recommend it like this is a very like moody sort of book like you need vibes. to be in the right vibe you need to be you need to be in the right mood in order to enjoy this book properly because like you won't have the world fleshed out you'll be kind of annoyed with the main character you'll be like wow that was really coincidental like many times but there is like a certain charm to these books like i i definitely enjoyed my process of reading them though i will probably proceed to like ask questions that like maybe don't have answers for the next like 45 minutes or so because this book was just a little much but i, I really did enjoy all three of them i'm not not recommending them Zoran, i think i'm ready to be nice i'm ready to be nice <laughs> okay nice. you don't have to it be is. it's okay no i i was really mean <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to be really mean that's okay so i think what I, I something I guess I really hmm, now I'm the grump. 
Elle <laughs> tries really hard in she tries really hard, especially in a deadly education and the last graduate to resist this prophecy that's been given to her. And so therefore she also tries to resist her innate power all while being like, she feels like her hand is being forced at the Scalamance with all of, to use this innate power because these, the mouths are running amok. And so I feel like in book three, she finally is when she finally, all the cards have been put on the table and she understands what this prophecy actually is. I feel like then she finally like, I guess leans into her power and realizes like, oh, actually it's before she realizes it was like the mom mouse the whole time and she was the last war crux herself. Um, <laughs> uh, she realizes she can shape that. her own future. Yeah, when she realized she can shape her own destiny and like she's the captain of her ship and I'm, now I'm the one using metaphors. But it's Love also it. so like I really, I'll give her credit for that. But two things can be true at once and she was still annoying. Yeah. No, I think that's totally valid for sure. Like, uh, I mean, she is like 17 or whatever, right? Or yeah. like 19 or something. How I old is Elle? Pretty young. I think she's like 17 or something. But like when she, when they rescue Orion from the Scholomance, she basically like, like this person is clearly wildly traumatized and she's like actually beating him being like, why did you do this to me? And it's like, man, yeah, like the experience that he had. <laughs> She and she knew about it, in the, like when she like finds out about it, like very early, yeah. much earlier than that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, like this it, dude needs therapy, not you attacking him because you were upset about this whole situation. And like, her, she was so motivated to like go end his suffering. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then she gets there and she's like, "How about some more suffering, motherfucker?" <laughs> yeah, it's just like, wait, oh what? <laughs> yeah, that was a little. I have a question here. If we can move on to another point, if you don't mind, sure. Um, do you think Orion should have died? Like, did it yes. make sense um, for him to live through this trilogy? I don't think it made sense for him to be off page as much as he was because he's almost non-existent in this book. He does not play a, like an active role the way he does in A Deadly Education and no, The Last Even Graduate. when he's there, he's not there. Yeah, I mean, he's I feel like, like for the whole trilogy, he's been kind of shunted. Uh, I mean, I, I obviously, this is, this is um, Elle's point of view. It's mostly Elle's story, but I guess it felt like Orion was more of like a problem to be solved rather than a character that was like going through something, you know, yeah. like he was just like kind of another plot point for Elle, which kind of ruined the any relationship -y stuff that would. But also, I thought it was interesting. I mean, I feel like uh, Orion and Elle's relationship was similar to Elle and Liesel's relationship where like they're kind of just yeah we should uh but like uh we're, real quick yeah no i want to we'll i want to go back um but yeah um orion definitely i don't i don't really know the answer to my own question for like did you think he should have died um but i just i guess i just didn't really care enough about him to like yeah care about that a little bit of a cop out go on what do you mean like it's kind of like the end of Harry Potter, right? Not to keep going with the Harry Potter analogies here, but Harry I mean, dies and it's like, oh, but would you like to be returned? It's like, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's <laughs> what I feel like happens with Orion. Like he was sacrificed and was like a willing sacrifice. And then he was resurrected just so we could like have kind of a happy ending. Well, and like L is able to like perform this magic, but like just enough for like, you know what I mean? For for like, Orion I don't really to like, get it. 
Yeah, it's it's like well, with our powers combined, we can do like this exact spell, which will do this exact thing. There will be this exact outcome for like right for 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 the exact thing that we want to happen for Orion, so that the fans are happy. That's kind of like what it felt like to me, you know. And like, how like, was oh, he not a monarch? Of course, they'll be able to do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, of course. Yeah, like, and at was... one point he was a mouth. How was he no longer a mouth? I didn't really get that because they did a a, a specific kind of spell. To make it so that he wouldn't be <laughs> okay, they de. I feel like I glossed him. over that part. Was it like an exorcism? They were able to, because like patience swallowed him, but like he he absorbed but patience. because yeah. of his ability, he absorbed patience, and so patience was actually the one in the mom mouth when he was in the. <laughs> That's an Uno reverse if I've ever seen yeah, one. Yeah, it's an Uno reverse. It's a and super so Uno the reverse. Spell that, as far as I'm like, I was, you know, I'm kind of with Zoran here. I was a little bit kind of glancing, uh, glancing over this towards the very, very end here. But um, it seemed to me that they were able to do a certain spell that kind of like got rid of patience, but kept, uh, it built a, a new foundation for, um, for Orion uh, because of uh, friendship or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Friendship. Friendship, uh, Captain Planet Windship. intervened. Uh, I don't really know what happened there. No, I, I, it was just I, like I said. I think it was kind of a cop out. Like there was like, oh, I just so happen to know this exact spell that can replace your because fa- like each mom mouth is the foundational, like the think of them like the anchor in the void that allows the physical space of an enclave or scholomance to be built upon. I guess. Yeah. Which with, like, makes sense. I'm fine with that. I totally. think that's cool. That, that was like one of the best revelations of the whole series for me. That was awesome. But they just did like a like Indiana Jones like switcheroo with like the gem and the bags like Orion, oh, we got gotcha. <laughs> you. You know, like we'll put you on a golden happened. enclave. What? Okay, we're good. Um did you notice that like Bangkok enclave um fell right around the time of that Mawmouth um in the <laughs> Remember that? That's it's kind of cool to like kind of go back and put some pieces together where it's like, oh, oh, that actually kind of makes sense. That's cool. Oh, um, dude, the second that I learned that Mom Mouse were built upon a innocent um, magic user, I was like, oh, Elle has been the one who's destroying all the enclaves. Oh, like that. she's the one. Oh, for sure. But she's also yeah, like putting just... them back together. So that's cool. You know, totally. That's that's nice. I mean, totally. And each one is like built upon a mom mouth which is right. like it's, it's like it makes yeah, it makes sense horrible. it's almost like better it's like a better situation totally so that's, totally. So that's convenient that's nice yeah and i really like the scene of her saving was it lou who, is, who she saves when they the went shanghai. to shanghai yeah i like that part quite a bit where there's like this horrific ceremony going on where like only a yeah. few of them know and then she kind of like pulls down the curtain and shows the entire enclave who are like helping to build these little magical bricks that they're actually building it upon the foundation of like an innocent girl I feel like all of these, this enclave building and and stuff would take a while. Like it would take longer, a uh, hot than, minute than what this book is allowing so. for. It's not like building a Wendy's where it goes up in, over a weekend. I wonder if at any point the parents of the school Lamance kids are like, "Well, it's pretty rad that we turned our ninety five percent infant mortality rate into a seventy percent. Like we are pretty awesome." <sighs> And then someone's like, yeah, but that isn't the only cost. We also create an entire generation ongoing of ruthless schemers who le- learn to only see their peers as tools, which should like only be used for personal gain and that they need to like super betray them for their own self uh, gain. Uh, <laughs> it's and, and like you can see the 
the like society that in the Scholomance reflected in the enclaves. Like they're all schemers who are trying to like exploit other people's weakness and like decency should be only be like a currency, like never given, only traded. And if you like cheat, lie, and betray, then like you'd be an actually actual idiot not to, and everyone expects you to anyway. And so it's like, I don't know, it creates this terrible society. Reminds me of the families in Menzo Berenzon in the uh, in the Dark Elf trilogy. Yeah, like they're yeah. kind of like encouraged, you know. Um, totally, as long as you don't get by, caught. There's no Spider Queen. Um, I guess there yeah, no is Ophelia the Spider Queen. She kind um, of is, yeah. But what, she was what, a weird character too. I, I know. Really she's kind of like I feel like tossed she came out of there. nowhere. Was yeah. she bad? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like. But she had like an a explanation at the end and did she die every villain like every villain is just like this is my vision for what this must be yeah right right it's necessary for me to do this like thanos killed half the fucking galaxy but he was like i just remember her explaining her reasonings and i was like oh so she's like not bad i don't know it was ophelia gets a d minus in villainy for me yeah yeah i mean like did she like put a maw mouth in her own womb i don't know how did that happen I like that's like the kind of the kind of thing about these books that kind of bugs me is it's just kind of like that is a thing don't ask right. about it like just just we're we're moving on like he's a mom mouth yep <laughs> you know I, it's just like okay i guess that's cool whatever like i think I what bugs me okay. about ophelia this whole her thing is that like not not only do I not remember whatever she said, but also I feel like her coming, being like the villain or the bad guy really came, for me, it felt like it came out of nowhere. Was it because I wasn't paying that close of attention? Maybe. But also I feel like there wasn't any buildup towards it to knowing, but maybe, I don't know. I, I feel like that plot book. twist and surprise didn't, it, she didn't, Novik didn't pull it off for me in the way that she did. As far no. as the mom mouth thing, or her just being like, "Ha, I'm a maleficer. I turned my son into this." Ma- to yeah, as far as the mom- yeah, exactly as far as the mom mouth thing, like totally. I think it, I it didn't stick the landing for me. I think again, like I think we could have if this would have been fine if it was a third book out of four, and because I mean it would have been more balanced. And this is just me, but like I think it would have been a little bit more balanced because like a lot of stuff is hinted at about the things going on outside of the Scholomance, the things that are going on in the enclaves. The kind of like inner politics of these enclaves and stuff. Wizards and, trying to screw each other for status. Yeah, and that's cool. I like that stuff. Like that's fine with me. But like, it's like in this third book, the, th- the third and final book, we have to kind of like shove all that in here. There's no perspectives from any other characters that are actually in those situations. It's all from an outside observer. And then we we hear about Ophelia in like the second book. I'm pretty sure, um, mm-hmm. maybe even the first one. But like we hear about it, we hear about her. But then it's just kind of like it makes it feel like in the third book she's just like aha yes I turned my son into a mom mouth because of these reasons you know and it's just like okay well like, I've never seen you before uh, sure I guess um, sure we, we so. weren't given a reason to dislike her or be wary of her in the prior books that's kind of like going and back to Chad's scary. point though because like I don't think that there is like a big bad in these books yeah. which I kind of do like actually like I, that's like, one of the things that killed this- everyone. The word. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess she could. I guess L was. The she big says guy. it many times. Like, yeah, L, I guess technically, but that that is kind of the cool subversion here that I like a lot is that L is kind of technically the most powerful person in this situation, and oh, she's and she's the hero. Uh, when she doesn't, yeah, but she doesn't. 
be heroic because it's so easy, right? She, she, the true bad guy is herself. I guess is her cool. own like. But that's inner so cool too. Feelings I mean, about like, the future, but like come, overcoming. The, I think that's why the prophecy is so important. Like her misinterpreting the prophecy uh, is extremely important, and 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 I like that the way that the way that the prophecy was written too was that L. There's no way L couldn't have misinterpreted it because of the way the specific way that her grandmother was aware of uh, all of it, right? So it's right. just like. I thought that was like really cleverly done, honestly. Like it was. Yeah, really... Maybe you're right too. Like I don't think Elle is like right? as bad of a character to... as you guys think she is. Oh, no, Elle like... is a bad character. Yeah, I don't think she's, that she's just bad... annoying. I mean, she's sure. Maybe she's a little annoying, but I think she's a very well written character. Honestly, like I, I think Elle is probably well character. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Elle's character is probably the coolest part about these books. I wouldn't opinion. want to get beers with her. Well, no, but uh, it's, it's compel. Funny. She's compelling. She's compelling. You know? yeah okay okay and like, she certainly has like, like imagine being imagine being like the most powerful person in every single room you're ever in and having the ability to like shape this world in exactly your image and not doing it in a way that and and choosing not to do it in a way that uh, then negatively affects so many other people you know what i mean totally like, at least that's but then also yeah, I i'll guess give her that does, i'll give her that but she kind of gets her way at the end too which is i mean it kind of leads me to this next question because like um, I mean, it's nice that they were like, you better let all the people into the Skullamance now, but it's like, okay, yeah. let everybody into this death trap, I guess. Like, I don't Well, Orion's in there now defending everybody. What the fuck ever, dude? Like, who? Yeah, he stays. <laughs> he was in there before and a bunch of people were dying. So, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know why that it's like, oh, good thing Orion's here to save people again. It's like, okay, well, he didn't even do that good of a job at it before. So what's going to make him do? It's just like, he's just it's not like him being a mom mouth the whole time was making him in it, incapable of protecting a bunch of people. I just don't, I think it's weird. Like, what do you guys think about the skull man still being a thing? I was not expecting that really. Again, it seemed like there was no loss of anything real. There was no like payment for the good that the world now has. Like we didn't have to go through a war where, you know, and where we lost like half of Minas Tirith and a bunch of Rohir. And, you know, we didn't, have that loss where it's like yes but now we get to sail on into the future because we crafted it out of blood and steel you know it was like nah no sacrifices were needed orion's fine scolomance still up and running i don't even know if ophelia died like everything's fine <laughs> all was well oh i just feel like we're just it's just another day at the scolomance now yeah i mean with the exception of being able to let non-enclave members in i guess um, it's a lot more wait, inclusionary. Weren't there? Wait, no. Weren't there non-enclave members in the yeah, school events anyway? Yeah, non-enclave. She was. What, an was indie the, what was like the stipulation that she had for like opening it back up? I think I think you're right. Like not very many non-enclavers. Like some did, but I think that because like I know that it said at some point that people like like battle for the seats. Like each seat is it like seats are assigned to different enclaves depending on their size or something. But it's definitely more inclusionary or something at the end. Um, so like one thing that I like really pissed me off in this book was like the casual cheating. Dude, oh my god, I was just waiting <laughs> to bring this up. I so, hated that. I know like her so I I'm not like destroying the story. It no, it Sorry, also added you. absolutely nothing. No. Like at the end of book two, at the end of last graduate, like I am almost positive that. L in onions, uh, onion, onions. Onions. <laughs> I'm gonna call him onion. Now. And he's layered. 
they are like exclusive to each other they're, For sure. they're in this shithole together or let's be together let's web each other okay then then he dies quote i'm putting air quotes in the, in the air right now then he quote dies and then a week later l is freaking sleeping with liesel who is not unhitched like she's with Alfie, also her friend, right? Like that's pretty cool. Something like help yourself get over your loss of love by like ruining someone else's relationship. We learn later that Alfie was totally okay with it, but she didn't know that at the time. She was like okay, totally so okay with causing havoc amongst her friends. Like, and I like I liked Elle. Like she's a, like she's a really well written character, but I'm just like this did not feel like in the if i if this was like a set of actions that l could perform if i like rolled a dice rolled a d20 or something like sleeping with someone who was not your boyfriend was not one of them right. she's because she's a very loyal friend she's a very good friend and i just like it just felt like so out of character for her so then and then they go rescue orion and she's like oh my god welcome home like what can i do for you like how can i help and then this bitch sleeps with Liesl again. Dude, even <laughs> after she gets Orion back. After. It's like, and she never talks about it with Orion. They never have a DTR. She doesn't talk about they, it with anyone. It's never talked about again. It's like this casual, weird hookup, this like physical solace that she, it was, I found it like, honestly, it was like, I just ignored it because if I included it in my opinion of the characters, I just like, like hated them like the whole the whole her whole motivation is to get orion back her love yeah she's casually hooking up with one of a her other friends not even, well yeah. that's the thing is like it's not even he's just, she's not even trying to get him back she's trying to like end his suffering you know what i mean it's like it's it's not just there's, that yeah it's like, and there's like still grief is, attached to that yeah i know it's it's like yeah i think it's funny because um i always look at reviews whenever i'm finished with a book and I was really surprised to not see a lot of discourse about this. I was like, dude, why aren't more people of, like, this is weird. It's like really odd. I mean, I think that the only thing that I thought was uh, semi-interesting, and I kind of mentioned it a little bit before, but it seemed like, um, like the way that, that L kind of like felt about Orion initially you know, of it being kind of just like this, you know, we're just like, I'm just paraphrasing here, but it's just like, we're just like people with bodies, you know, that just like need to like bump into Have each other. Comfort. And, and yeah. And like, and then I feel like Liesl kind of like felt that way towards Elle a little bit. And it was just, it was like a nice kind of like mirror type situation a little bit. I thought that was like the only ounce of interest that I could get out of it. Um, but still, I mean, it's, that's like nothing. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, it's like, do anything it, like it just it, doesn't add anything to the story and then like so it's no. never talked about again she doesn't even tell orion about it yeah like i've been super unfaithful if anything like if their relationship was more prominent in this book it could have been like a i've never condoning cheating but like that would could have totally been a plot point like oh my god i slept with liesel i'm that so sorry. Been interesting yeah I would, I would have liked to see orion's reaction to that but that's the thing is that Orion like, is when it gets messy <laughs> i mean i would have liked for that to get messy too it would have been interesting at least but i mean we got to remember orion is not a human in these books like it, and that's like one of the things that bugged me is it's just like yeah he's a mom mouth but like i feel like we're never really getting to see any of how orion really feels about anything so it kind of like tracks almost it's like well of course we wouldn't tell him he's a piece of brick 
He's he's a potato. He's like, like an he, animal. Like, yeah, like he's he's a lamppost. Like he he's just he's not part of this anymore. He's only part a part of the story when it's convenient to the story, you know. Uh, like, can know. you imagine if Orion slept with someone else to get over his grief? Imagine right. how, like Elle would have reacted. She would have done this. She would have created a super volcano. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she cool. did nothing wrong, and she still beat him up. Been cool, like, hoping... like, that's what she would have done because that's who that lines up with her character. Totally, like hoping to help her own relationship woes by bathing in the broken, disrespected pieces of one of the other people she calls her friends' relationships doesn't seem like. And not to mention that, but like Alfie, he like in the chapter before almost made her cry because he was the only one who asked her about. Uh, Orion and she was like oh so sweet and then like next chapter she's like not even thinking about him totally hooking up with his girl like but wasn't Alfie like good cool friend with it? move yeah but she didn't know that at the time she sure. didn't learn about no, that till way totally, later that's your totally right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she didn't even ask right yeah <laughs> she was just like barreled forward I was like wow yeah it was, it was just so weird you you nailed it Zoran when you said that it didn't add to the story because like I really don't mind things like that in the story but it needs to be a part of the story and it it was just randomly thrown in there. It was so casual and weird. Okay, the the only kind of ground we could stand on was Liesl was trying to forge this like three-way alliance between Alfie, her, and Elle. And you could argue that she was like trying to seduce Elle to like strengthen the bonds between them so she could have Elle on her side and use her as leverage as she rose in power because that's what Liesl's all about. But like, that doesn't really explain why Liesl or why Elle did it. Like, I, right. I just don't yeah. really see. And I'm, that's a stretch because she already had asked her and she said no to being in on part of her club by this point in the story, like twice. She even said before they hooked up, she was like, hey, but this doesn't mean like she she had the presence of mind to think about herself and be like, yeah, but this isn't this doesn't mean that I'm agreeing to your three way like partnership club where you rise to power. And Lisa was like, that's OK. Sometimes like you just need some like warmth or something and they proceed. So yeah, I, I think what I just said was pretty thin branch to stand upon yeah like the whole time you were saying that i was just like eh, like yeah like i'm trying here but no i don't even think that's a good enough <laughs> trying reason to justify LG. yeah i'm I mean, trying Naomi. the only thing i can think is like l and this is again like really thin ice that i'm standing <laughs> yeah. out here but like maybe l just had given orion up for dead a lot more than she would she was willing to admit you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he is in like a really dire situation. Uh, she doesn't know anything about like the current state of the Skullamance, like specifically. Um, I, but like that's that's so weak. It's, I might even delete it. So you but, hook up with one of your friends' friends? I know, I'm not trying <laughs> like, to justify what? cheating. No, um, I know but, it's rough. Um, while we're kind of like beating this book over the head real quick, um, <laughs> I was kind of disappointed about Elle and her mom reuniting. Like yeah, I was super. just like I was like, hey, there she is, and then it's just like, all right, back into the back of this book you go. You know what I mean? Like, just you are, yeah, dude. The one person who could actually relate to what L is going through, who's literally gone through the exact same thing, and like, nope, does L seek solace from her at all? No. I thought it was really strange. Yeah, I was just I thought that L's mom was going to be like a little bit bigger of a a player in this, and like the amount that she was talked about and stuff. I just I just wanted her to have a little bit more page time than she had. In addition to that, I didn't really like when I was like, oh, 
Elle's mom must be in the know about something with Orion because yeah, we she were wrote talking that about the, that yeah. at the end of the note, like stay away. But no, it was just because he put like a patch, a medical, like a medical patch on L at some point during the book. And she like felt this like deep seated hunger within Orion. And that's like the only reason she, so it was like easily, it was like a one and done. It was like, Oh cool. That was the reason why he did that. Cool. That adds nothing to the story and is over. Now. It was a gigantic cliffhanger. Yeah. It was a gigantic cliff. I felt yeah. used. <laughs> I'm so used. I I feel like Naomi Novik. While we're while we, uh, like Evan said, while we're kind of beating this book up, but I feel like Naomi Novik fairly often has these like dialogue scenes where she writes a few characters like reacting very largely in a way, usually like a shock at something, something she considers to be obvious, but doesn't like give us an explanation for it. Like they'll be like, oh, like really? Yep, he really. And then everyone just like covers their mouth, all shocked, like. And I have no idea what they're talking about. Like a good example is the conversation between Liesel and L. L, they're like having this huge conversation full of new nuance where Liesel's like subtly asking her to be part of her like team. And all the words that are said though is just like, no, I'm it's like I'm not. And then the other one's like, Psh. but like she's ex- describing to us what those things mean, but I don't like if I didn't have the have the meaning described to me i would have no idea what was going on in that conversation and i don't think her characters would either it just seemed weird well let me just say you know i must admit that training up to face the hellish monster filled lobby as your last test for a magic school is a much better plot driver than needing to return to said school to finish off your boyfriend who is beyond saving but at least you can prevent his eternal anguish was that like, what that That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. I don't know, like, man. Like I I'm I'm trying I'm like sitting here trying to find like like more redeeming stuff about this, but like the more that I think about it, the more that I I just, you know, I think these books are cool in certain spots. Um and I think that the world building is pretty awesome. Um but yeah, I mean it's just it seems just a little ham fisted. Like it just seems a little bit just kind of like stuffing a round peg into a square hole and just being like, ah, see? It totally works. And it's just like, I mean, I guess, like, yeah, I mean, parts of it do, but I'm just not convinced. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, um, there was just so many things about this where I was just like, all right, that would be cool. And then it just doesn't really get cool. Like, it's just kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I think these are great in concept, but they just flop in execution for me. Yeah. And there's an audience for these books. It's It's just not me. I mean, I was part of the audience when I was reading them, but back to back to back with no breather. I really, I did enjoy quite a bit. The first two, the third one was just so like all over the place for me and kind of confusing that I didn't really like, there was just nothing that I sunk my teeth into, but overall I enjoy these stories. If they were like four or 500 pages each, I would have had a much different experience with this, but since they were like, 250 pages i just like crushed them you know so i really enjoyed that aspect so one thing and i think zaran you kind of captured this i'm going to kind of piggyback on what you just said because i think there's some real truth there and like this book series as a whole has a ton of really cool ideas in it like really cool ideas she like the enclaves are even cool she goes out of her way to explain some of the things which are cool like there's um, at one point they're riding in a magical car and there's like more kids inside the car than the car should be able to fit and she talks about yeah yeah and she talks about how a lot of the wizarding communities will have like buildings that they just leave open and then they'll like magic the space because you can't create space from nothing apparently so she magics 
the space that is unused in these buildings into the car. And then, uh, and so like, I just thought, you know, it's like a really cool concept of how the magic works. The whole enclave thing, Skolomance, a lot of really cool ideas, but man, the actual execution was especially in the third book left me a little bit like wanting for sure. And I like the mom mouth. Like, okay, these things still have, like, the eyes of their victims. Like, sometimes the mom-mouse would be crying as they're consuming people because the the mom-mouse eyes are, like, that person's family who's now, they're now eating them. So, the, like, the mom-mouse would be crying and stuff. Like, the mom-mouse was a horrific and pretty cool monster. That's so messed up to think about. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I agree. The mom-mouse were the main character. Would you guys prefer to be called muggles or mundanes? Because I think I would rather be a muggle. Mundane is so boring sounding. A hey, muggle, I think I've just associated with being mundane. mundane. So much. Yeah, I, I know, I'd but you know, if you had to mundane. pick one, I think it'd be mundane. mundane. Yeah. Mundane. Okay. And I think I'd go with muggle. Mundane just sounds too boring. It seems to me like the wizarding world has kind of, as a whole, really, has like fallen from grace a little bit and going through some rough times. And a lot of it is because the whole magic system is based upon like belief, right? And like mundanes, they can't do magic around them because they don't believe in magic. And so it doesn't work. That's why they're not being attacked by Maleficaria because the Maleficaria don't, uh, they don't sense. have any, yeah, they don't have any magical, yeah. but like why then would the wizarding community wouldn't try to convince the rest of the world about the efficacy or at least the reality of magic that would make magic much more real and also increase like the eating pool for the mouths decreasing the threat to each wizard who is now made way more powerful and able to do magic pretty much anywhere because all the mundanes believe in it so they're not being sniffled by this it seems like why would the wizards hide it's only hurting themselves isn't that kind of like one of the issues with the society? I'm kind of like agreeing with you here, but like it, it's like it, it's been headed towards this kind of like um, exclusive and like more kind of like lavish um, society for a while now. And like it's the thing that Elle is noticing and wants to fix. Um, oh, yeah. Does she really fix it at the end of this? Like kind of, but like not really, you know, but right. I think she's it's, fixing it, problems within the wizarding community. Nothing with the. Yeah, but I mean, I think, I think like the point towards the end of this book is kind of just like, well, humans are going to kind of human, and we'll just kind of keep fixing stuff as it comes up and becomes an issue. But like, it doesn't seem like there has ever been any kind of call for like what you're specifically what you're talking about. Um, I don't, I don't, I never even thought about it. <laughs> really, like you're right. Like it's cool that you went down that road. Um, but it yeah. just seemed like they could have made their world a lot easier for themselves if they were just like an announcement. We are wizards and we are real. And now we can all do magic everywhere. You know, um, I one thing I really liked about this series is the no time jumps. Like each book begins like the sentence after the last book ends. Pretty cool. Which I, I like thought that. was really cool. Yeah, I that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Kept it kind of punchy. These books are pretty punchy. I was I was never bored. I was confused sometimes. No, I was yeah, I mean, bored eyebrows is... sometimes, but never bored. Never stopped learning. <laughs> no, it is Always a school a trope. It is a school trope. So, do you guys? And I know we're kind of wrapping up here, so we can maybe this is going to be one of the last questions. But do you guys think that this book suffered at all, like on the yes. final Harry Potter, because we left Hogwarts, and Harry Potter is so like like seminally integrated with. Like Hogwarts is part of the story. Like for me, reading those, it was always sad that they weren't at Hogwarts. Is that such a, an important part of the story? Did you guys feel similarly? Like 
the soul of the story was kind of gone because we were no longer at the Skolomance. I certainly kind of missed it a little bit. Yeah, I think so, because I we spent the Skullamance is a character in and of itself. And so now we're in the third book and we're like missing one of the main characters. And Yeah. I really felt that. And plus, it just kind of felt like we're going from he we're going from point A to point B to point C back to point B to point. N but we just kept traveling and traveling and going places. And I just felt like it was missing some like everything was like. Not words. That part of the book was just like missing something. And I don't know if it was because we were missing the Scalamance, because like we went back to the Scalamance for like five minutes. Totally twice. Twice. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I just I feel like we were missing one of our main characters. Yeah, or like a big bad guy. We needed a bad guy, I feel like. Uh, a couple of points. So, I mean, like the bad guy thing, I mean, I think Ophelia had been sort of set up to be the big bad, but I think, I mean, the whole, the whole point of this is like the bad guy is like this um, exclusive society that's been set up in order to Totally. like not to, to exclude people that they think are less than and not, not as deserving of this education and stuff. And um, I mean, I think in that vein, the Skolomance, like I was, stoked to leave the Skolomans because it was like okay cool now like we can find out more about why this place is the way that it is like we can find out more about this world that's obviously flawed and this world that we obviously need to fix like these systemic problems that need systemic solutions you know um that I feel like we're just like not super addressed like it's just it's just not I think it needed another book it needed more I feel like it didn't really know more conflict what it was trying to address. I, I feel like it was biting too much off. It was like, we're going to deal with like the way that Elle feels about herself, the way Elle feels about Orion, the way Elle feels about her mom. We're going to friends deal with this prophecy. We're going to deal with all the, the, the terrible things that, uh, that Elle has been telling herself this whole time, the amount of power that she has, what she can do, what she shouldn't do. And then we're also going to deal with like this, like, uh, this, like, elitist like cabal of uh of like corporations basically that's like got a hold Totally. on this society and we're gonna like dismantle it because like And through trying the to power wipe of friendship out all the other enclaves. and like and like but she's also like trying to fix them for everybody Right. too and it's just like i felt like being out of the school was a chance to kind of like really explore the kind of like inner workings of these enclaves and it really kind of it just I don't know. It just kind of fizzled for me. I Um, think by leaving the school, this book bit off more than it could chew. maybe, yeah. I would agree with that. Do you think it would have benefited from staying in the school the entire time? Well, I guess that's not really a good question No, I because, think we like, needed to leave the school. and the plot points from this, like, I mean, like, the second book really makes it so that everybody leaves, like, obviously. Like, the ending of the second book vacates everybody out of that school. Which is probably my favorite scene of all three of these books, is her... holding Yeah, probably. back all the mal or Yeah. her uh, holding the thing open orion <clears throat> excuse me orion fighting back all the mal like i was like getting a little like choked up from the hero heroism of that moment that was awesome i love Yeah. that a lot But then it's all kind of thrown away when, like, Elle is just, like, banging her friend and who's in yeah a relationship. dude and And then, like, Orion's just kind of, like, he fine wasn't even a hero later. And, he gets yeah, high like, off of doing it so he's over here like basically addicted to killing it's he's not even doing it because like he likes being called a hero but that's like a side benefit he's like addicted to killing mal because he gets their juice Let me ask like one more question before we end up before we wrap up here. Uh, do you think like if 
obviously like there's no more book being written here but like would you go to the skullamance now that orion is in charge <laughs> or not in charge but like oh, orion is keeping everybody safe totally would you, yeah you i would do. go i would i would oh, yeah. go no way yeah, because it turns out like the school isn't the big baddie, and 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 I think I think no, but Zoran... there's still sorry. Go ahead, good. Ahead. No, well, I, I think Zoran was close. With, it's like we were missing the school, and we were kind of talking about that, and like the school kind of was the bad guy in those books, and it really kind of tied the story together, yeah, even though it was turns out that it was the good guy in the end because it was trying to help him out, you know. But yeah, I would go now, knowing what I know about the school and having Orion there for sure. I don't know. Um, I feel like it's still dangerous. Yeah, one thing that didn't make sense is like, okay, so the school is like very altruistically trying to like save all the kids. That's like what's its its goal. But if you think to yourself while walking down a hallway, I really don't want to be attacked by monsters, you're like way more likely to be attacked by monsters. So like, how does that fit with the school being kind of altruistic and trying to protect the children? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it seemed like it was actively trying to kill them most of the time. I like my mundane life. Yeah. I'm going to say that. All right, yeah. that's, a, that's that's really all I want but, to talk about with this. I'm, I'm kind of done. Me too. Me too. <laughs> kind of I, if anyone's this. interested in these books, I know we just kind of ripped them up. Read them quickly and don't yeah. go set your expectations high. Just have like a fun little story. It's like a snippet of this person's life, and it's not uh, some epic tale that you're that you're picking up. Yeah, I mean, like we're really just kind of nerding out on the stuff that we that didn't rub up against us very well. But like, I mean, they're not horrible books like by any my page to page like, experience I, was pretty good yeah i mean they're they're exciting as hell at certain points and i think that for me personally it's just like i think so much of it just felt like i had to suspend a lot of disbelief for a lot of different stuff yeah. and i was just kind of like all right i guess we're just gonna roll with these punches uh until the end and then that com that combined with like i guess i kind of like had expectations for like the resolution um and it like lands on its feet for sure, but it's also just like it's a little wobbly for me if I like if I'm a judge over here, like I'm not holding up a ten, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, hey, whoa, like what? Totally. You know, like, no one's right. scarred walking away. No one paid any price. You know, it's like everything is just oh okay. What do you think, Zoran? Final thoughts on Skullamance? It was extremely fine. I, f I feel like I should be saying something more, but I just like, that's it. Like, I just, I feel like when I don't have anything to say, that's, that's what it, that's, that says everything. Honestly, if it wasn't for you guys, and I, I love you guys, and I really, I really love this experience of reading these books with you, but I, if I wasn't reading them with you, I think I would have DNF'd. A yeah, I probably would have DNF'd the first book for sure. I would have uh, read them, I think. But uh, on that note, Zoran, thank you so much for joining us. We've had so much positive feedback, not only in our Discord community, which if you're not a part of it, lovely listener, you should be because it's awesome. Uh, but and also from the responses that go out from the little um, questionnaires on Spotify. So many people were like, we love having Zoran. What a fresh voice. And so you were loved by many. And uh, I certainly hope this is not the last time that you uh, deign to join us here on Book Reviews Kill. I'm inviting myself back. It's <laughs> I'm inviting you back right now. You don't yeah, even need inviting to invite you back yourself too. back. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to these episodes. We really appreciate you being here with us. And uh, Zoran, seriously, thank you so much for joining us for these three books. They were pretty cool at a lot of points, and they were pretty weird and really convoluted. But, you know, still, we finished them. We trudge on. We soldier on. We uh, soldier on into Malazan. And everybody that's listening to this that really liked these books, that's awesome. Uh, we're not telling yeah. you not to like I really them. liked parts of them. Chad seemed to like them more than me and Zoran I really combined. liked the first two. <laughs> I liked one book. 
Yeah, I like the second one. But, uh, yeah, uh, we'll probably end up reading Temeraire at some point. <laughs> I haven't sworn off Naomi Novik, so... Uh, <laughs> I've heard really good things about Temeraire. Apparently Temeraire is really awesome. It's Napoleonic Wars of Dragons, so... Oh, hell yeah. I that know, sounds really is, cool. What a fucking elevator pitch. Uh, yeah, yeah wow, that's going to do it for us today, everybody. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hope you have an excellent rest of your day, and of course, happy reading. Bye, friends. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>